0: Good morning. Peace be with you. We have guests this morning, Pastor Chris and his lovely wife Alice are with us again today. Yay. This happens to be one of uh, Chris's favorite uh, uh, lectionary series uh, to preach from. And so uh, he and I had talked, you know, we talk every uh, Tuesday Um, unless we don't, but we almost every Tuesday (laughs) and, uh, and so some time ago I asked, can you preach for me, you know, in the future? And this was one of the weekends that he really wanted and he's gonna help cover, uh, for, uh, Tracy and the boys in our, you know, annual, uh, vacation in August when we go and enjoy the ocean breezes of Palm Desert. (laughs) So. Uh, yeah. Why do you go then? Well, that's when the timeshare is, and it's $50 to play PGA West, which is Jack Nicholas's golf course, you bet. And that humbles me and, and makes me know that I'm on the right path as a pastor and not a PGA player. So uh, this morning we have some announcements. It's a very solemn day, uh, Memorial Day. And uh, it's funny, as I get older, I noticed more things um, from my past and that as a child weren't really explained to me. But to say Happy Memorial Day isn't really a correct thing to say. Um, It's a solemn day. It's a day of remembrance for those that gave their all selflessly that we might benefit from their sacrifice. And we are benefiting it right now. This is an example. Is we are in a free country where we can come together without fear of anyone busting through those doors and arresting us for practicing our faith. I think that's lost on a, on a lot of people, but certainly not anyone in here. I know that. We all have been touched by war and, and have warriors in our families' um, current future and, and, and especially in the past. And so to that, um, we'll be praying blessings uh, throughout the service, just in your hearts and your minds, just giving thanks for those, for those that are deployed right now. Uh, personally, you may know some people, I do as well, and that, um, that the Lord would protect them and, and, and put a hedge of protection and bring them back whole, not just physically, but emotionally as well that they might come back to a country that welcomes them with open arms. To that end, I was given a gift this week, and um, Dee and Peg's daughter wrote a beautiful poem, and um, I'd like to share that with you right now. It is uh, entitled Veterans Day, and it was uh, November tenth, 2015. It was written... It says the gratitude I feel towards veterans, who keep American free, truly cannot be expressed enough for everyone to see. All the hardships they have endured and the sacrifice they have made, all because they have the courage to protect their country. We know what they are working for each and every day: freedom. We shall never forget, and the courage of the brave. Our veterans never give up. Our Army, Marines, Navy, and Air Force, they all stand together in stride to protect the red, white, and blue. Even though we can't see them, they are always there, protecting you. Veterans, you have my deepest respect for doing what you do, make a difference in the world. It keeps everyone's minds at ease. Men and women that wear the uniform, they put their lives on hold to make our country right. Our veterans never give up. Our Army, Marines, Navy, and Air Force all stand together in stride to protect the red, the white, and the blue. Amen? Also, a, a note of prayer um, for Bill and Jan Tubiola, I had the opportunity to spend several hours with them yesterday, and and Bill is um, is slowly um, fading uh, with his cancer, um, but not so much that he couldn't get up out of bed with the help of his son-in-law and me and get in a wheelchair. And we had uh, Fu Wong Lo which is a restaurant that they have been going to for a 100 years. (laughs) And we sat around that table with his kids and um, grandchildren and just laughed it up, and he still is a consummate storyteller. He still is funny, funnier than almost any man I've ever met. So please pray for him and for Jan um, and, uh, and for the kids. They're doing a wonderful job of paying respect to their dad and helping. It's a tender time. We also know um, that uh, Bill Kendig uh, went into the hospital this last week as well. And um, uh, I called over, and I have not yet talked to um, Rosie, but I know that he's no longer in the ICU. And so um, please lift them up in in your prayers during this, this time as well. And then last is that the flowers that you see on the pedestals there. Um, Karen makes these, and they're beautiful. Yay. <laughs> Where is she? There she is. And, uh, and uh, we're going to be giving these away each week. And so, um, Peggy, you get to have one of those. And also, Eldred, you get to have one. And yes, you're taking it. And so, um, keep in mind, I'm not the one that chooses these. (laughs) That person will remain anonymous. And at this time, let us stand and open in worship with Holy, 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 found on your book, uh, Green Book at 165. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. As you're called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, alleluia, worthy is Christ. The Lord be with you, and also with you, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to worship the unity in the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in his faith and defend us from all adversaries. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Good morning. Our first lesson is from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, on page 1068. Isaiah 6 Verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his throne filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another. Here am I, send me. Our second reading is Psalm 29, which we will read responsively. See page 6 of the bulletin. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a wild young ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Our third reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, Acts 2, 14, and verses 22 through 36. It can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1692, Acts 2, verses 14 and 22 through 36. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, My heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, And his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, And we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
2: God.
3: Our gospel reading is from St. John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 17, found on page 1,649. Glory to you, O God. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi. Rabbi. We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with you. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ! You may be seated. So wonderful to be with you uh, once again, and. Welcome you here on this Holy Trinity Sunday. Uh, My sermon this morning will come from our Old Testament lesson of Isaiah chapter 6. And uh, just as a side note, uh, we sang it in our opening hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And uh, the wise men that uh, choose the lectionary texts for our, our readings... Uh, chose Isaiah for Holy Trinity Sunday because we sing holy, holy, holy. You think by coincidence, Isaiah, the seraphim uh, said holy, holy, holy three times? Right? Uh, So, may your hearts be enlightened. May you know the height and the breadth and the Width and the depth of the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord, Amen. You all recall in 1977 George Lucas's Star Wars. Now, for us, it was the first episode, but I guess after a while, we came to know it was episode four because. They came out with episode one, two, and three later on, way after episode four. And in George Lucas's film, uh, Star Wars, there was one scene as a young boy, I was probably about 12 at the time, and it's that trash compactor scene where Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo are trying to get away from the stormtroopers and they they jump down into the muck of this trash compactor. And not only that, there's this like serpent-like creature that's sliming around and the water's real brackish and you can't really see it. And all of a sudden, the walls begin to move in. And... Out of their own strength, they grab everything they can, poles and whatever debris to try and stop these walls from moving in. And it took somebody from the outside to stop it. It took R2-D2 to go into the computers of the starship and... Finally, stop the rebel force from being crushed. And in the 8th century BC, during the king, reign of King Uzziah, Israel was also experiencing their own trash compactor. You see, from the north, they had the threat of the Assyrians, and from the east, they had the threat of the Babylonians, and the Assyrians were like the ancient world blitzkrieg. They were demolishing everybody and anybody who was in their path. And the Babylonians, too, were eating up vast majorities of territory. And Israel, instead of listening to the words of God and stop worshiping false idols and false gods, they took matters into their own hands. And they devised two plans of attack either A, we make an alliance with the Assyrians, or B, we make an alliance with Egypt and of course, we all know how it ends. In 732 BC, the Assyrians captured the two northern tribes, the ten northern tribes of Israel and those men, women and children that they didn't kill, they put fish hooks in their nose and hauled them off to to Assyria. And, of course, in 586 B.C., King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians would come and conquer the two southern tribes. And so this brings us the context of Isaiah's book before he has this vision. So in the middle of this all going on, the threat of the Assyrians and the Babylonians, he has a vision. And this vision was a foretaste, a, a, a foreshadowing of what was to come. And what he saw was the Lord. And the Lord was so enormous that only the trail of his robe filled the temple. That's the only thing that the temple could hold was just just the trail of the lord's robe and there were seraphim and they were flying and with covering their eyes and their feet and in awe of the majesty of god they chanted holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is filled with your glory and next the foundations of the temple shook as it began filling up with smoke. And nonetheless, we see this as a shadow of what was to come. John, in his book, the book of Revelation, shows us this heavenly scene where he writes, and the four living creatures, each one of them, having six wings, are full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on a throne, to him who lives forever and ever. And even as I read these words this morning, these heavenly creatures are in heaven continually chanting those words right now as I speak. And as Isaiah witnesses these things, he probably fell down to his knees, trembling, and he responded, woe is me. For I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So in this moment in time, the threat of the Babylonians and the Assyrians fade away. Isaiah perceived himself before the Lord, experienced the fact that he is mortal where God is immortal, for God is light and in him there is no darkness. And if we recall, in the gospel, not this morning's reading, but in the gospel, Peter experienced the same thing that Isaiah did. Now Peter, being a professional fisherman, had been fishing all night, hadn't caught a thing. And Jesus says, hey Peter, throw the nets on the other side of the boat. And I'm sure Peter was, you know, you're a carpenter, just Keep to the carpenter things. I'm a professional, you know, fisherman, you know. But he probably thought, eh, I'll I'll appease Jesus and throw the nets over anyway, right? And before he knew it, the nets were so full that he had to ask another boat to come over and help him lift all the fish into the boat. And it even says that the boats began to sink. And when Peter saw this, this is how he responded. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful Man. This is the same response that Isaiah had. Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. And we too are undone when we see the holiness of God and our own mortality before him and as a star wars crew were in the trash compactor things were out of control and how often does life for us feel like that trash compactor is moving in on us whether it be a lack of finances whether it be a lack of a job whether it be friction between relationships and spouses maybe our kids and our grandkids are wandering off the path and we're worried about that maybe maybe it's our own sin that we feel Condemned. We feel like God, we can't belong to God anymore. Maybe it's that sin that we're so ashamed of that we don't even want to confess it to our pastor that nobody knows about. It's that. pressures of life right too much work not enough sleep all those things those pressures that keep us from him from God that trash compactor just feels that we just can't do it anymore And who can stand before a holy, righteous God? Isaiah couldn't, John couldn't, and neither can we. But the good news is, is that God doesn't leave us in the trash compactor. God doesn't leave us there. And neither did he leave Isaiah. Our text this morning records, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away. And your sin is forgiven. And as the coal touched Isaiah's lips, his sins were atoned for. And his vision is a foreshadowing of what was to come for us here at Calvary on the cross. And just as Luke and Leah and the rest we're in the trash compactor. It took somebody from the outside. R2-D2 had to save them before time was running out. And in our compactor of life, it also takes somebody from the outside. It takes a holy trinity to do so a holy trinity to stop the walls of god's holy law and sin and death from crushing us and just like han solo slayed the beast in the trash compactor christ has slain the leviathan by going to the cross and having victory over sin death and the devil. And although the walls stopped encroaching in on our Star Wars cast, we still are in the muck, aren't we? We still experience sin. We still experience the health issues and and the turmoil that we experience in war and all those things God doesn't promise to take us out of his suffering however the walls will never crush us because Christ has become our coal by atoning for our sins by the shedding of of innocent blood on the cross at Calvary. The Lord has done away with your sin as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered any longer. It took a holy trinity to plan your salvation. God the Father came up with the plan. Christ said he would implement the plan and the Holy Spirit said, "I will bring God's plan to fruition." God's plan of sel- <clears throat> excuse me, God's plan of salvation was to give us His only begotten Son, who was delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. Christ carried out this plan as Peter announced to his listeners, Jesus, you nailed to the cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. And Peter continued, therefore having been exalted to the right hand of God, And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this, which you both see and hear. Jesus said he must ascend to the Father so that he may send the Holy Comforter. And he has sent his Holy Comforter into our hearts as a pledge of the first fruits of the glory that awaits us. <clears throat> Even though Nicodemus didn't have a clue about these things, he inquired about them with Jesus. And at least he knew who had the answers and where to go. Jesus told Nicodemus that the spirit is like the wind and the wind goes wherever it pleases. And God is pleased to make you a son and daughter of his. For the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. When did this happen, you might ask? Right here in front of you. Right here. God breathed in his spirit into you. Your sins are here still at the bottom of the font, washed and cleansed, and you have been risen anew and made a new creation in Christ. And just as the seraphim took the coal and placed it upon Isaiah's lips and said, your iniquity and your sin is forgiven, God this morning is going to place the coal of bread and wine here at the altar upon your lips and remind you that you are forgiven that this is my body and blood shed for you for the remission of all of your sins whatever trash compactor moment this God works all things for good for those who love him and God's salvation is sure and true because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for you so that you may have eternal life. And at the end of our Old Testament reading this morning God asks Isaiah a question. He says whom shall I send to spread the good news that there's hope in Christ. There's hope in his death, burial and resurrection. And Isaiah said, send me. And as, Isaiah, as God sent out Isaiah, he also sends you wherever you're at in your vocation, wherever you are at in life, to share the good news that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Continue singing, I love you, Lord. Let's join together now in saying the Apostles' Creed, the creed that is given to his church, Universal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried.
4: Let us pray for the whole people of God, in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. O eternal and unchangeable God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with your angels and archangels we laud and magnify your holy name. Accept our praise this day for creating us, preserving us, redeeming us, and delivering to us your forgiveness and salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, the Holy Christian Church throughout the world praises you and acknowledges you to be the Lord. Renew the zeal of all congregations in proclaiming the true eternal wisdom revealed in your word. Graciously bless the proclamation of pastors, chaplains, missionaries, teachers, and all your people, that many more will join the Holy Christian Church in our unending praise for your great glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the nations, according to your will, calm the troubled areas of conflict among the nations. Remove the threats of terror and anarchy that plague our world. Defeat the plans of all those who would stir up violence and strife, and destroy the weapons of those who delight in war and bloodshed. Protect all military personnel as they work to achieve an end to worldly conflict. Sustain them in their time away from their family, and guide them to serve with honesty and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you promise to be with us always. Visit those who are in any type of distress with the assurance that you abide with them even in their infirmities. We pray for those among us who are sick, homebound, or undergoing tests and treatment, especially those whose names we hold in our heart and now name to you silently or aloud. in the midst of their illnesses and afflictions, strengthen their faith so that you may bear any hardship and patience and trust until you grant them deliverance, peace and healing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord God, our Father, you kept Abraham and Sarah in safety throughout the days of their pilgrimage. You led the children of Israel through the midst of the sea, and by a star, you led the wise men to the infant Jesus. Continue to protect and guide your people who travel. Especially protect those who travel during this holiday weekend, either to visit family and friends or to enjoy the beauty of your creation. Make their way safe and their comings joyful, and bring them at last to their heavenly home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Savior, the sacrament of the altar, you reveal in the sacrament of the altar, you reveal your glory in and under bread and wine. Grant that we who approach your altar to eat and drink your body and blood this day. Do so in repentance over sin and in joyful recognition of your presence. Strengthen our faith, increase our love and hope, and assure us a place at your heavenly table where we will eat eternal manna and drink of the river of your pleasure forever and ever. Lord, in your mercy, hear hear our prayer. Father of infinite majesty, hear our prayers for the sake of your adorable, true and only Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
0: The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have revealed your glory as glory also of your Son and of the Holy Spirit, three persons, equal in majesty, undivided in splendor, yet one Lord, one God, ever to be adored in your everlasting glory. And so, with the church on earth, And the hosts of heaven, we praise Your name, and join in their unending hymn. Holy, 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 Lord, Lord God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of Your glory. Hosanna! In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim christ's death his resurrection and his glorious coming back again let us now pray together the prayer that jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses not you and not me, without being clothed in Christ's righteousness. His righteousness has become our righteousness. And as we come up together in unity and we hold hands and we receive this beautiful sacrament that ensures the forgiveness of sins, that assures eternal life, may we put our minds and hearts on the one who gave all, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you up. as well with my soul even when we're in that trash compactor thanks be to God now the benediction may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you may the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his perfect peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen we close today with our closing hymn found on, thank you, Blessed Assurance. There we go. Mm